Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number triple three, 333. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful week. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, and I'm joined by our sponsor, Blueprint MCAT, one of their amazing live online tutors. This week, we're going to talk about setting boundaries, one of the hard things to do with MCAT prep and being a pre-med because there are so many people pulling at you, things pulling at you, just stuff that life requires of you. But you also need to study and study for your classes, study for the MCATs, work on your applications, and how do you set up those boundaries? It's a great conversation we're going to have today. Don't forget to check out blueprintmcat.com today. Sign up for that free account. Get access to a half-length diagnostic, a free full-length exam, and much more to help you on your way to getting the score you need on your MCAT to get into medical school. Go over again, blueprintmcat.com. That full-length diagnostic is huge to help you start doing full-length exams because full-length exams are where your score comes from. It's not just studying. It's not just studying. It's questions and full-length exams. So again, blueprintmcat.com. Sign up for that free account. Get access to a half-length diagnostic and a free full-length exam. George, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. How you doing, my friend? Good to be here. Doing well. Doing well. Good to see you again. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Uh, I'm excited uh, for a very important topic today. One that I think will probably resonate with a lot of students. Uh, Pre-meds who are going through this journey are often very isolated because Mm -hmm. they, they are very often kind of first generation students, first students to go to medical school. And there's just so much misunderstanding of the process from loved ones, from friends, from partners, from whoever. And, and it's, an, it's a joke often amongst pre-meds that, that there's this assumption when you, when you go home for like your Thanksgiving dinner and, and you're a sophomore pre-med student, everyone's like, are you a doctor yet? Are you a doctor yet? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, like I have another decade to go. Like what, stop <laughs> asking me. Um, yeah. But when it comes to MCAT prep, I, I think there's a very similar f- frustration around the process, especially amongst high achieving students, because because a lot of family members, friends, et cetera, are like, oh, you always do well, you'll be fine, you're, you're fine, you're smart, you got this. And they're like, this is a completely different test. So I want to talk about how students can start to communicate mm. what they need 
um, yes. what their expectations are, and then setting up boundaries. Because I'll give you a quick story for me. Like, I, I always, I haven't told this story in, in a while. I had a, a college friend, Forrest, um, who I, I went to school with at UF, and he was a pre med student, super smart dude much more dedicated to the process than I was. And so it'd be like Friday night. I'm like, Forrest, we're going out. Like, let's go. He's like, uh, I'm studying. I'm like, it's Friday night. What do you mean you're studying? <laughs> it's just like, he's like, come on. And and Forrest, uh, he's uh, he's out there doing well. I, I looked him up a while ago. I, for, I forget what specialty he went into, but he got into like the accelerated program at UF um, uh, that that sophomores apply to. He was super dedicated from from the very beginning, and it, it was something he was good at setting boundaries. And I just I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I had friends. I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm like, yeah, I can study this tomorrow. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how how can we help students not be me? Yeah, I mean, learning learning to say no is such an important skill, and and this is just true because you think the medical practice, it's they say that we learn this in medical school. It's like, yeah, a third of you are depressed. A lot of you are burnt out. It's like, okay, great. It's like, we're sitting there like, cool, 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 cool. Like, I wonder why we're not doing anything about this. But I suppose that's a conversation for another time. But it's really challenging because we are trained all of our lives to be the go-getters and say yes to everything and take on that new research project and do all these things, but still support your family, still go out with your friends, be the superhuman that it's like you try to fill all your buckets, right? And then Sometimes we kind of shrink away from it and we start to say, okay, well, I don't want to go out. Like I need to study. And and we start to kind of go into our own cocoon. And honestly, shout out to anyone writing this MCAT right now or studying for this MCAT because it can be such a lonely process. I remember there are days I, I studied for this exam twice. So two of my summers, all my friends, they're hot girl summers going out to the beaches. They're like in Europe. And I'm in the library at the University of Ottawa, just chilling. Like I have full research day. I'm chilling. I'm learning about like enzyme kinetics. And I had moments where I was just like, like deep breath, like sigh. And I was like, like, why am I here? You know, like it, it can be extremely isolating and it's really frustrating when it's like, especially when you start to see, you know, you're getting questions wrong or you're going over the material and you've seen it once and now you're seeing it again. And you're just like, why is it not sticking? It can be a really tough and challenging and frustrating process. But that's also where when it comes to boundaries, it's not always about learning to flush everything out or saying no to everything. It's about finding the balancing point in between. I think from our own perspective, I guess we'll talk about the communication in a second, but Hmm. from our own perspective, the planning process is so important for something like the MCAT because it is really important to do the things that you still love to do and not push them away. A lot of students are like, oh, I'm studying for this MCAT. I can't go to the gym. I'm not going to cook for myself. I'm not going to hang out with my friends. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I just need to study. If you do that, you're going to burn out. I promise you, guarantee you, right? I was, there's a while in my first summer studying for the MCAT where a full-time lab work, studied like three to four hours a day, went to bed, got up 5 a.m., went to the gym, came back like full hour. I was, it was automatic. It was automatic. And I thought I was like on top of the world. Like, great. I have such a good system, right? But there was legit one day in the lab where my eyes just suddenly, it was probably like uh, three weeks into my study. My eyes started shutting. Like I was the strangest thing. I've never felt my eyelids so heavy before. I was like doing pipetting and all of a sudden it felt like it was going to fall forward. Thankfully, I didn't faint, nothing like that. But I was extremely heavy. And I asked my my supervisor, I was like, hey, like, 
something weird is going on. Like, can I, can I go home early? Right. And he's like, yeah, no problem. So I think I went home. I usually get off work at around five, but I think I went home that day at like two in the afternoon, slept all the way to like seven in the morning. <laughs> the next day. Like it was your body just shut down. It was like, bro, relax, you know, like take a step back. The burnout can be insidious as well. It's not all of a sudden, of, oh, like I'm burnt out and things are, no, like it sneaks up on you and builds up over time. And so it is really important to plan in those things that fill up your bucket, right? So for me, it was like, I was playing volleyball every week and I started doing that. I would bike out 10K to get there, play all day, not think about anything MCAT related, just hang out with my friends, play volleyball, bike back in the evening, get some good rest. I was more physically exhausted but it was a good exhaustion. It was a fulfilled exhaustion. It wasn't the same exhaustion that you feel if you know you're maybe scrolling your phone for three hours and then you feel guilty about it. That was the thing that really did me in. Never like, even sometimes me. in med school, <laughs> it's so bad. Like it's it's so bad where it's like the time you think you're taking a break, and this is also a self control thing of you know, do you have the ability to just take that five or ten minute break on your phone? Right. For me, I was like. I'm going to watch 10 minutes of YouTube. And then three hours later, it's like, hi, everyone. This is your daily dose of internet. And I'm still there. You know, like I'm still there. And so, <laughs> You know what I feel the most guilty is when TikTok tells me, hey, you've been scrolling a while. Maybe it's time to stop. I'm like, screw you. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. I scroll the next one. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Yeah, so it's really about planning these things ahead of time where it's like, it's not even just saying no to your family or your friends or things. It's like, being intentional about booking that into your schedule first and then planning your things around it, right? You could use it as a treat. You could use it as a reward, right? And think about the activities that fill up your bucket, right? The, the analogy I always use is like your phone. How do you recharge your phone? You don't just turn it off. You don't just leave. You don't just shut down. You have to plug it into a power source. And think about the activities for you that are your recharging activities. Sometimes it's hanging out with friends. For me, it was like catching a sunset, sunrise, playing volleyball with my friends, right? That was my activity. For some people, it might just be sitting back, watching your favorite Netflix show, calling up a friend, right? Think really carefully about what that activity is and then be very intentional about planning it into your schedule. Now, let's say you're super social. You have a lot of friends. You want to see your friends and your friends, like we've been there. They're like, oh, like come out with us. We have this fun thing. Come out with us. If you look at your schedule and you're like, you know what? This is one big thing that I would love to do this week, even if it's a full day plan it out in advance, do that one thing, put it there and then plan around it. But if it's like, Hey, every day, like, let's go out, let's spend five, six hours together. We're going on these big trips. Like, Oh, why are you not coming all this and all that? That's where you have to take that step of communication be like, Hey guys, like, listen, I really want to hang out with you. I want to spend time with you. You guys are great. I'm literally booking in my schedule. These are the times that I can hang out because this is going to be my treat. This is going to be my highlight for the week. And I will, when I'm there, it's 110%. I will be there. I won't even talk about the MCAT. But when I'm not there, I need you guys to support me as well. And like whether it's like the five minute breaks, I'll give you guys a call or finding those ways in between to support each other without being like, don't let that time overlap. Because when we let the time bleed into each other, mm -hmm. that's when it's like we study in our play time and we play in our study time. And it's like everything gets missed and we feel demotivated because we're not really resting. We're not really studying. When things start to mesh, that's where things start to happen in terms of like uh, bad things start to happen. Yeah. Um. I love the word that you used. I use it a ton. Intentionality, I think, is yeah. something that we as humans, as pre-med students, we don't do enough. Being super intentional about our time. And, and I think we yeah. also tend to go to the extremes. And I'm, I'm guilty of this as well, where it's like, it's MCAT prep. It's all or nothing. It's it's not MCAT mm -hmm. prep. It's or, or I feel really guilty that I... 
I was supposed to start my MCAT prep at 8 a.m. this morning. I slept until 8.30. Mm -hmm. So I'm just not going to study at all today. I'm like, why? Like, wouldn't starting half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour late be better than nothing? And we, we tend to go to the extremes instead of saying, you know what? I slept in, right? It'll be okay. I'll make up for it. I'll I'll go to my Blueprint MCAT online study planner tool and shift over one of those modules that that I probably won't be able to get to today because of it. But it'll mm. be okay. And and I give myself some grace. I allow myself to to be mad in the moment and then go, okay, mm. it's over. Like I'm gonna go study now. But then the opposite too of like uh, of. MCAT prep is the only thing I can do. And, and I do this with food, right? I, I'm either, uh, I, I do really well with food or I don't do really well with food. And my, yeah. my weight <laughs> follows that same trend. And it's just right. like, you know what? I'm allowed to eat a cookie. I just can't eat 400 cookies <laughs> in, a, in a sitting. And Yeah, but I can't control myself. The first cookie- Neither can I, and that's the problem. <laughs> uh, but but a, lot of that, a lot of that is mindset too, right? Of like, yeah, yeah. I, I can't have a cookie. I'm like, well, yeah, I can. I just don't give myself, I, I, I don't, I don't like make myself wrong for it. And I think that's what yeah. students do is they go, I'm supposed to be studying, right? The MCAT, everyone says the MCAT's a full-time job and I adults don't have any fun because they're, they are working all the time. And I'm just like, so that's yeah, yeah. how my, my life's supposed to be with MCAT prep. We're like, no, like be, as you mentioned, right? Be intentional. The, the MCAT, mm-hmm. uh, the Blueprint MCAT online study planner tool has built in days off. Like Dude, these are the days yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna study. And, and the study planner tool is expecting you to go, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take this day off. Seventh mm-hmm. day for rest, my friends, right? And, and yeah. we, don't, we don't allow that for us. And it's just like, come on. And so, right, all of that to say, when you're communicating this to partners, to families, to friends, it's like, hey, during the week, this is my expectation, right? I, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not going out Monday through Friday. Saturday night, Saturday afternoon and, and into night, I, I want to be free all day Saturday, right? Saturday is my study-free day. This is when, call me, I'll, I'll talk, uh, we'll go out, we'll, we'll hang out, whatever. And I, I think that's just a, a big part of it. I think it's, I absolutely agree. And I think part of that communication too is just communicating how important this is to you. You know, like I really want to go into this stuff and I know it's like, I've done well in the classes before maybe, or maybe I didn't do so well, but I know I need to take this seriously. And here's my plan. Like I can show you my plan. It's one thing to be like, oh, like I need to study. I need to study. It's like, no, I'm going to study between these times. And these are the times we're going to hang out. Like you can, you can share that schedule with them. And it's like, I need to be intentional. I need to plan these things out. I need to know when I'm going to do certain things because the more I can build habits, the easier it is to do things without motivation. There's some days I got up and I'm like, I literally don't want to do anything today. But I knew that 9 a.m. is my runtime, whatever, like 10 to 10 to 11, I'm going to watch a lecture. It's like when you build that automaticness in your body and in your own brain, it's like you don't even need to care if you want to or not. It feels weird if you don't. If anyone's ever been a runner and it's like, you know, you start to build a habit of you run the first day, it sucks. You run the second day, it sucks. By first week, second week, it's like you're, you almost wake up and you're like, if you don't go on that run, the one day it's rainy and you don't go on the run, you kind of sit there and you're a little like fidgety. You're like, this feels weird. Like, I feel like I should be... <laughs> running right you, know, you, like it's, you and i have a different relationship with running my friend <laughs> it always sucks <laughs> fair enough fair enough right but the idea is to really build those habits and, yeah. and to your point earlier about you know is it okay to miss some milestones it absolutely is okay and and finding that ability to take a step back and think okay well i missed this milestone 
that's okay. But what can I do to maybe fix it? And part of that is just thinking of, we have this, like, maybe we listen to this podcast and we're like, I'm so inspired. I'm going to start time blocking. I'm going to put everything <laughs> in my schedule. And that's where you like, you set out all the goals of like, these are all the chapters I'm going to read and I'm going to do all this. I'm going to cure cancer. And I'm just going to casually like all these things in your schedule. And inevitably the next day, when that motivation starts to come down, you miss the first thing. Yeah. You miss the second thing. You miss the third thing. And even though we all know how good it feels to check something off a to-do list, it feels equally as bad, if not worse, to see it still there at the end of the day. And so this is where we have to be careful with how we actually plan. And this is, again, comes back to the intentionality, right? When you set goals for yourself, start small. I know we want to go guns a-blazing and we want to go ride high, but when you have high highs, you're going to have low lows. If you slowly build it up over time of today, this is the small task I want to do. I'm just going to set a pre-study routine. I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm going to close the other tabs. I'm going to pull up this thing. I'm going to, whatever it may be, this is your routine check. And now make sure that every other day you start studying, you start doing the same thing, right? Now you have a system in place. When you study, I have a concrete amount I'm going to study. I'm going to read one chapter in the bio biochemistry book. It's not just, I'm going to study for an hour because that study hour could be, I'm going to scroll on my phone. I'm going to go like <laughs> eat some like uh, oranges or like chips or whatever it may be. I'm going to go out for a walk. I'm going to talk to Becky for a little bit. Oh, you know, here's my study hour. It's done. Then you feel guilty of like, well, I studied, but did I really get done what I wanted to get done? And you can study forever, you can stare at a screen forever, you can kind of mindlessly think about something forever, but then that's just like not efficient at all. You're gonna spend forever studying for this exam when it's really one dedicated hour goes a lot further than eight hours of not really being engaged at all, right? So yeah. that's where that intentionality comes back, right? Of okay, this is my hour of study. I'm going to turn off my distractions. My phones, my friends will still be there in an hour. I have as a break, I can turn on my phone again, I can send off a message, I can call up a friend, I can even do a study call with one of my friends so I'm not scrolling on my phone, right? There's a number of strategies that can be employed, but again, coming back to that communication, being clear about this, being open and honest, like communication is such an important skill for physicians and just people alike of like, hey, I do care about you. Hey, I do value the time that we have together. And for that reason, Friday time is our time. Nothing's gonna touch it. When I'm with you, I'm not gonna think anything about MCAT at all. Not even going to bring it up. That's it lie. doesn't exist. <laughs> That's, <laughs> it's a lie. At the, surface, <laughs> at the surface, it's not going to exist, right? And then that also means, though, that on Thursday afternoons, when I know, like you guys said, you wanted to do your thing, like, hey, I'll catch you at the next one because Thursday yeah. I did have that block time where I do need to get that three hours in. And those three hours that I said, I would do A, B, C, D. This is my plan. You could be my accountability partner, right? Yeah. You can follow up and say like, you can nag me a little bit of, hey, did you get this done? Did you get that done? Get that done? And that might be the extra layer of motivation where it's like, you're not just pushing them away, but you're incorporating them into your study plan of like, hey, I do need your help. It's in a different form of just hanging out. But like, hey, you have the, you have the power now to nag me and check in with, here was your goal in the morning. I said I would do A, B, C, D, follow up. Did we get it done? If you didn't get it done, it's okay. What are you going to do about it, right? Do you need to limit some distractions? Do you need to have a better system in place? Do you need to change your modality? Is it the textbooks that aren't working? You need to watch videos. Is the videos aren't working? You need flashcards. It's like always brainstorm. It is okay to have those moments of stagnation or plateaus or step backs, whatever it may be. Find that step in with, within you. Find that reflection within you to decide, okay, what went wrong? And how do I fix it? You can incorporate your friends. You can incorporate your support system. You can find different ways to still spend time with your significant other, your friends, your family, whatever it may be, but not shutting them out entirely, showing that you still value, but finding that middle ground of like our time is important, but playtime is playtime, study time is study time, family time is family time, and I need to respect those boundaries. Otherwise, I'm never going to stop studying for this exam.
Do you have any advice, right? All of that is perfect. It's great. But there's always going to be a friend, a partner, a family member that both doesn't respect or either doesn't respect those boundaries or straight up fights back against them, right? It takes everything personally and it's like, you don't love me anymore because you're studying for the MCAT, right? Any advice for, for that student who's getting that pushback and being made feel, being made to feel like they're the ones with the problem because they want to study for the MCAT, this big test, that's a big part of their life. Um, any, any thoughts there? Is it, is, is it as simple as like, like, I, I just, I can't talk to you for the next three months if that's how you're going to be like, shut them out. So we're like, now you're a relationship therapist. Please help me. I was just going to say, I was like, I, I, I don't know if that's the best answer is in a lot of relationships might end that way, you know, and I, it's tough to say because at heart, I'm a firm believer that you are the average of your five closest friends or the five closest people around you. And at the end of the day, it's like if you have a dream, some dreams do take a lot of, well, most dreams take a lot of effort and you need to put in time and you need to understand the nature of that dream and you want a support system that will help you get there. You don't necessarily need yes men in the sense that it's like, oh, look, you're smart, you'll figure it out, let's go play anyways. Like that's not the support system you need either. But finding those ways to still incorporate them in your goals, whether it's the accountability partner or communicating or it's important, can be really helpful. And that was kind of what we just talked about before. If you're in the event that you've done all of that, you've communicated why it's important, you've given actionable steps of how they can help you and support you, and you're still getting pushback, that's such a difficult situation because like, I don't want to go ahead and say, well, just like, you know, ignore them because I'm sure they're important to you. I'm sure they're your friends for a reason. I'm sure they're your significant other for a reason. Your families around you might live under the same roof, right? It's not an easy answer to give, but like, how would you, how would you draw those boundaries? Like, what, what would you do in this case? What would you say? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, <laughs> um, yeah, I very much just, I would cut someone out. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, I, I, I don't know. Again, I, I go to the extremes. If you're not going to yeah. add something to my life, you're, you're going to be a subtraction right now. I, I don't yeah. need it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I agree with you in that sense as well, because it's, it's difficult to make that. And it, this doesn't make you a bad person either. And I think that's important <laughs> for our listeners to know, because it's like, well, you don't want to become the person to be like, you're cut, you're cut, you're cut. And just like, get rid of people. Cause then you're going <laughs> to isolate yourself. And you're not going to have a support system. Yeah. Right? But the idea is to reflect on, okay, well, it's all, it's all a stepwise thing, right? It's like, hey, if they ask you to hang out, it's the same approach of like, I want to hang out. Let's see if we can make it work. You are important to me. Let's see if we can make it work. It's like in the hangout time that we don't have, how else can you support me if they want to support you? Can we be accountability partners, study calls, whatever it may be? Those are things that you could do together. Now, if all of that fails and it's literally like, why are you studying? Like, you shouldn't be a doctor. None of us are doctors. <laughs> That's where you have to maybe. Question. You think you're too good for us? Are you too smart? No, but that, that's, that's such a frustrating I, thing. I to hear have. it all the time, Ryan. It's like all oh. the time. Yeah. And it's and it's like, well, what do you do with that? And it really is you. You can never change how someone else thinks, feels, and acts, but you can change the way that you approach it. You can change the way that you react to it. And sometimes it's a difficult decision to make, but maybe the right decision for you and your goals is to take a step away and distance yourself from people that do not support you in a productive manner, right? It's not an easy decision to make. It's not something that I say lightly because again, you really shouldn't, that shouldn't be your default. But if all else fails and you've gone all through, you've gone through the checklist of everything of trying to be communicative and understanding and 
finding ways for them to still support you in a way where you both mutually benefit. If that's not there, then you really don't have much else choice. If you want to keep moving forward, right? You have to find those difficult decisions and take that step back. I don't know who said it, uh, but I, I love the saying, and I, I don't say it often, um, right? Where you were saying you can't control how they're going to respond, what what Never. their actions are going to be, but Never. but yeah. it's it's um, your responsibility. With with that word being ability in response, right? Responsibility. It's mm. your ability mm. to respond in that situation is is fully in your control. So mm. it's hard. That's hard. All right. I, I think it's we hard. I think we covered it enough. Um yeah, <laughs> do not take our advice as therapy, uh marriage therapy, no. family <laughs> therapy. Um, no certifications, <laughs> no qualifications. Yeah. Purely anecdotal. Yeah. Good luck. You're- yeah, viewer discretion is advised. All right, there you have it. The power of setting boundaries. Hopefully this was a great episode for you. Hope you have a great week. Don't forget to check out blueprintmcat.com today and check out medicalschoolhq.net for our advising opportunities, whether it's one-on-one advising, application prep, essay prep, mock interviews, medicalschoolhq.net slash advising today. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.